Bonjour! Welcome back, and it's season two of Janae's podcast. In this season, I'm going to be reading a chapter book I wrote, with three chapters in each episode. Instead of phrases, there will be vocabulary in a different language in each chapter. We will review them after the story. Now, I will begin reading The Town of the Toys, chapters one to three. George and Jada's room was full of toys. The closet was stuffed with dinosaurs. A Lego city was on their desk. A television was hung on the wall. Small green toy soldiers lined the windowsills. An electric train chugged around the room. Jada's dolls lived in a huge house and George had a collection of toy cars. Their many stuffed animals braid their chairs. Yet with all those toys, George and Jada were bored. What should we do? George asked Jada. Jada did not answer. She was lost in a book. George scooted next to his sister. What are you reading? This toy magazine, said Jada. Come, regarde. Look. In the book was a picture of the most interesting toy George had ever seen. Underneath it read, Toy of the Year. It can dance, fly, spin, and more. Don't think, just do. Buy an action bot today. Wow, said Jada. A real live robot. I want it. It looks so cool. I want one too, said George. I wonder what else the robot would do. It would be awesome if it could talk. They chatted about action bots all morning. Can we go to the store? Jada asked Dad as they sat down to breakfast. Yes, said Dad. I'm going shopping today. Why do you want to come? George showed Mom and Dad the magazine photo. Another toy, said Mom. Goodness, you two have enough toys. Please, Jada and George begged. This will be our last toy. I'll pay for it. It's really important, and it's the toy of the year. I've never had a robot before. I... Okay, Sassafi, enough, said Dad. I'll take you to the store. But if it costs too much and I cannot pay for it, you will not complain, okay? Okay, they said happily. Merci. The store was filled with customers trying to purchase action bots. When they got to the toy aisle, only four action bots were left. George and Jada snatched the robots and dropped them in the cart as a wave of customers fought over the remaining toys. Dad did his everyday shopping for food and appliances. Jada and George did not complain. They had what they wanted. They were finally home after what felt like hours of shopping. They couldn't wait any longer to open their new toys. George and Jada ripped the boxes open. They put batteries in and turned them on. The robots opened their eyes. One robot walked around the room. The other danced. George and Jada pressed a blue button on the robots. To their surprise, wings jutted out from their shoulders. There was an inch off the ground. Jada noticed two small controllers still in the boxes. She picked one up and pressed the on button. Jada's robot gave a small beep and rose up higher. She moved the controller in circles and the robot spun in the air. The robot flew wherever the control went. George did the same and they flew the robots all around the house, laughing as they went. Luckily, they managed to knock over only one small vase. It was plenty of fun. After a few days, the action bots were not as exciting anymore to Jada and George. They were banned from flying them in the house. They knocked over three plates, or toi assiette. All the robots did besides fly was walk, talk, spin, and dance. Everything else it does is boring, George would complain. On Christmas Day, they got a new video game. 
They played with it all the time now, forgetting the action box and all the other toys. You may think the toys were sad they were not played with. That is far from the truth. The toys weren't noticed a lot, so they didn't have to pretend they weren't alive as much as they used to. When George and Jada left the room, they would ride the electric trains, drive the toy cars, throw parties in the huge dollhouses, and do anything to have fun. As soon as they heard the door creak, they went back to their places as quickly and as quietly as they could. When someone entered the room, it looked as if nothing ever happened. One rainy Saturday afternoon, when their parents were away, Jada and George were bored yet again. They had finished all the levels in Animal Odyssey, the video game they received for Christmas, jumped on puddles outside in the rain, read a book, and chased each other around the house. George and Jada were still full of energy. I have no idea of what to do, said Jada, as they jumped on her bed, making the stuffed animals on it go up and down. Well, we could watch television, George suggested. No, said Jada. We're not allowed to watch TV since we broke the plate, remember? All because we broke a plate, George grumbled, and the no-flying rule took all the fun out of action bots. It would be great if the toys came to life, Jada said suddenly. Then we would never be bored. She flopped on the bed, holding a tiny doll. I wish, I wish I could see the toys come to life. Me too, said George, but that will never happen. The rain has stopped. Why don't we fly the action bots outside? Jada made no response. She didn't talk for a while. When George turned around, Jada was gone. George scoured their room. Jada wasn't there. He searched every room in the house. Jada wasn't in any of them. The only place George hadn't searched was Le Grenier, the attic. He gulped and walked up the stairs. It was really a perfectly normal attic. There wasn't any scary clowns and old broken dolls in it, as in horror films. Yet George and Jada never went up there unless they really needed to. They didn't know why they were scared of the attic. Perhaps it was because of the dim light. George opened the door and slowly walked in. He looked around. George didn't have to search any further to know Jada wasn't there. George flung the door open and flew down the stairs as if monsters from the attic were chasing him. George went back to his room to think. So, he thought, Jada was on the bed. George laid on Jada's bed, just like his sister did. And she was holding a doll. George had no idea what doll Jada was holding, so he just grabbed one of Jada's boy dolls. Next, Jada said, I wish I could see the toys come to life. George recited the words aloud. Then everything went black, or noir. He found himself lying in a vast white land. The ground was quite soft. He got up and walked around. Where am I, he wondered. Is this a dream? George pinched himself. If you are dreaming, you can't feel anything. Ow, he yelled. His arm hurt. He was not dreaming. George found out where he was when a giant pillow fell and nearly crushed him. He was on Jada's bed, ten times bigger. He had shrunk. George was startled by a voice. George and Jada are gone, it said. We can move now. Who said that? George asked. I'm right behind you, said the voice. George looked behind him. He saw only a pile of stuffed animals. I can't see you, called George. Oh, silly me, you can't see me in this huge mound, said the voice. Jada is not too tidy. She simply dropped us in a pile on her bed and didn't bother to put us away. I will come out of here so you can see me. 
George was about to say, I am George, Jana's my sister. But when a small brown stuffed bear with red boots crawled out of the pile, he was speechless. Jana's wish came true. The toys were alive. And that's the end of chapters one to three. Let's review the French words in the story. Number one, regarde, which means look. Number two, ça suffit, which means enough. Number three, merci, which means thank you. Number four, trois assiettes, which means three plates. Number five, télévision, which means television. Télé is télévision for short, like the English abbreviation TV. Number six, les grenières, which means the attic. Number seven, noir, which means black. Stay tuned for chapters four to six in Janae's podcast. Au revoir!